0: let's get right into that journey into mystery of the mcu and what could be coming next in those phases if we ever get them again
1: good can we please get them again
0: (laughs) i mean i don't know like did did you hear about disney like they 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 made they had their like uh as of this recording they had their uh investors call yesterday and Mulan is gonna be $29.99 on Disney Plus. Like it's an upcharge for your Disney Plus account if you decide you want to rent it. And well I guess it's not really a rental and it's not owning it either. It it's I guess it's more like a lease. Like you're you pay $29.99 and as long as you have a Disney Plus subscription, it will always be there on your Disney Plus. But so if you're it, going be... it's gone.
1: So does that mean it's $29.99 a month? No, 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 no. $29.99 is
0: the one uptime one time up charge for Mulan. The live action Mulan, I should say. I guess okay. what I'm getting at is that they've been pushing back Black Widow as almost as long as they've been pushing back Mulan. So
1: will they be doing the same with Black Widow? I would hope so. I feel like I feel like a home release is something that's okay to do. Like for the MCU movies, I, I see no downside for Disney. For us, the consumers, there's a downside because you'll because <coughs> I really want that like theater experience. yeah, but, but I
0: mean, there's, there's kind of a downside for Disney. I mean, there's no way they're gonna make as much money from the movie with a 29.99 charge like at the at the least, that's gonna be two ticket prices, like two ticket sales. But you know, there's going to be a family of six that gets to watch this, and you know, that's six tickets that Disney's out. Now, I'm not going to sit here and fucking, uh, you know, sing woe is me for Disney, the mega corporation that owns half of everything. Uh, But you know, there's a lot of people that make money that make money off of that aren't Disney that are in the movie, you know, kind of thing. You know
1: what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think that this is the nail in the coffin for traditional theaters um cuz a lot of them probably won't see the end of the pandemic no uh,
0: i think you're right There's it's a, a lot of them are, a lot of the chains might not make it through like it's it's a it's a strange thing um it obviously they America isn't the only place to watch movies and other countries are making this work, making the pandemic recovery work, but America is going to be a big part of the market for movies. And yeah, that's a scary thing. Like I think you'll get to keep some theaters cause there's still going to be people that would rather go to the movie theater than watch it at home. But as people get better entertainment centers and systems set up at their homes, they're going to be less likely to go to the movie theater. And like, I don't think you can ever actually get your home theater to be as good as the movie theater, but you can definitely make it customized to you.
1: Yeah. So, and I mean, depending on how good you are at, at making food, uh, you could just do one of those fancy, like you get a recliner and somebody brings you a meal kind of movie experiences right there in your home, except you're the one bringing yourself a meal.
0: There you go. Maybe (laughs) maybe that's what it is. Maybe Alamo Draft House will you know have to end up closing down, for God forbid. Uh, But what they'll do is they'll do in-house service now. So you let these two people come into your home, and they cater, they essentially cater the place for you and treat it like uh, going to the Alamo Draft House. So it's a it's a they have to change their whole model.
1: You know what? It's the (laughs) Alamo Draft Home. There you go. <laughs> uh, maybe maybe we shouldn't put that out there.
0: Maybe we should have just uh, we should patent that. We should we, we should, should have just done, done it. it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah.
1: it would have been Ian and Mitch. We'll cook for you so you can watch movies. We'll watch the movie with you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Subtitle, subtitle to the company. Food still got like another ten minutes. Please don't pu- please don't hit play. <laughs> We
0: have, this week, we are, we finished up last week with the Age of Ultron, so we are going into Ant-Man. Now, this
1: is still part of phase two, right? Or is this phase three? I think this is phase three. Honestly, the the phase lines are so blurred for me. I don't know what is what. I can't remember.
0: Like I'm going to go look it up real fast, so you you vamp a little bit.
1: All right, all right. <clears throat> um, so I'm just gonna jump into talking about Ant-Man itself a little bit and we can come back and hit any of these points if you'd like to in a minute. Um I love Paul Rudd because if everybody does, if you say you don't like Paul Rudd, you're lying. <laughs> um but I think that this is one of the more wonky later mcu movies because it doesn't feel like an mcu movie it doesn't feel like a superhero movie it feels like a heist movie for half the movie and the rest of it is a paul rudd movie (laughs) 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 like that sounds awkward but that's exactly what the pacing of the movie felt like where it's like okay it's paul rudd he's got quirky friends uh you know, he's down on his luck, dude. That's just lovable and just wants to do right by his daughter. But he's a criminal also. But we'll <laughs> talk about that in a little bit. Oh, there's a cranky dude and he's got a cranky daughter. And oh, here comes the fact that Paul Rudd's a criminal. And he's going to do a criminal thing for all the right reasons. And then you just love him anyway. Because you know what? He did a cool crime for all the cool reasons. But <clears throat> that's it doesn't feel like an MCU movie. <laughs> <laughs> So it is
0: the end of the phase two. Uh, this is the last movie in phase two. And I should remember that because there is an interesting Easter egg amongst all the phase two movies. And I don't know if you knew this, but in every one of the phase two movies, because Kevin Feige is such a huge Empire Strikes Back fan. Someone loses a hand in every one of the movies. So if you think about it, uh, let's see. Iron Man three, you you're you are uh fucking Gideon? Is that was was that his name? The bad guy yeah. in that? Yeah, he loses his hand but it grows right back. Uh Thor the Dark World, I believe it's Ooh, which one is it? in that?
1: It's what's his face? The dark elf. That's like, right. The leader yep. of them. Yep,
0: yep, you're right. He loses a hand. Uh Captain America Winter Soldier is is Bucky, he loses his arm. Uh Guardians of the Galaxy is the the I need that prosthetic arm, so that's, I
1: need that guy's
0: arm. Yeah. Oh, no, it's his leg in that. So who's. Yeah, oh, uh, Groot loses his arms, but they grow yeah. back. Age of Ultron is, is Claw. He loses his arm. And then Ant Man is uh, Antony when his
1: wing comes off. I never would have, like okay. I was here for it when Anthony died. Like it was sad, but that was a good shot and it was a good moment. Yeah, but I wouldn't have guessed that that was the representation of him losing a hand because ants don't have hands. Kevin Feige, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's his wing. So it's just, it's it's similar. But anyways, think, yeah, Malfoy chimed in with Malekith for Dark World there. Yeah, so yeah,
0: that's right. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking I was thinking Loki pulled the trick or something like that, but no, yeah, it's Malekith. So there you go it's the end of phase two that we're talking about here and uh you had some good points it is definitely a different movie than the rest of the mcu and i am all for it like this this is a thing that i love like it is the most grounded movie out of all the mcu i would say
1: yeah, and i want to add something onto my my previous statement on this all of those things i said that's not a bad thing no. i realized that my tone might have been a little shit talky um yeah. i in no way shape or form dislike this movie this is one of my this is one of my my favorite mcu movies <laughs> specifically just because paul rudd but i mean
0: paul rudd is great right like and do you can you think of another movie where he he plays an action hero though? Like usually it's a lot of talky talky for him.
1: It's he's like the rom com guy. Yeah, like I mean, like, the first movie I remember him from is Clueless. Yeah, <laughs> um, I would like to point out that the MCU has been very good. At taking non action movie actors and giving them action y roles that aren't far fetched for their range. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. This is the third time they've done that to us.
0: So we're counting Chris Pratt and who before that? Uh, Robert Downey Jr.
1: Okay. Then the fourth time. Okay. Because uh, I'm also <laughs> counting. Um... Oh, man. I'm spacing on names and I feel like the internet's going to eat me alive Barbara. if anybody watches this. No, um Thor. Thor, oh, Chris Hemsworth. Okay. There we go. Why did I space on that? Uh
0: I mean, I think I think before Thor, the thing I saw him in was uh Star Trek. He plays Kirk's father that dies in the beginning of the movie. Like
1: Yeah, so he has an actiony sequence. Yeah, you know you I I'm not disagreeing
0: with you. <laughs> And the other thing was that before that was uh, the perfect getaway, where he has a very small part, where you know you think that he's a serial killer, and that's about it. But yeah, not not really action hero, so so to speak. But yeah, his
1: even then in the process there of trying to figure out Chris Hemsworth, uh, you name a couple other people. So what is that? We've got Robert Downey Jr., Chris Hemsworth, Mark Ruffalo, uh, (laughs) Paul Rudd. All right, yeah.
0: (laughs) It's all about bringing in the people that aren't usually action stars, so to speak, and and making them into action stars. And that's that's the great thing about it. Like you know, you, you know that they're gonna get them. They're gonna give them the ability to train before they do the movie. But then there's also gonna be great stunt doubles, right? There's gonna be st- great stunt people doing the yeah. the work have
1: done. And the the stunt team for all of these movies, I think, deserves more recognition.
0: Oh no, kidding! You're absolutely for- correct
1: all of these movies and it's not the one we're talking about but I would love to just I wish that more people would highlight stunt teams because they really shined back in their soldier
0: oh oh yes definitely yeah I think we talked a little bit about that the the hand-to-hand fight between Bucky and and Cap with a knife Yeah,
1: and that was that was your stars doing that (laughs) (laughs) and then you get the rest of the stunt team like in the elevator fight And like the list goes on for that movie alone. And I feel like that's when stunts in these movies got
0: good. Now, I think, I don't know if I talked about this in uh, another podcast or not, but you have to talk, if you want to talk about the stunt team in this movie, you have to think about the stunt choreographer or fight choreographer that had to come up with a fight style that includes shrinking down to about an inch tall and then, and then growing at the same time, like the fight move that you, you would use once you shrink, shrink down to incorporate uh, an atomic punch, would have to be something completely different than, you know, a regular fight
1: scene, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and jumping off of the the stunt team cinematography for this movie to capture all of the growing and the shrinking and the the just the fluid movement in those fight scenes Mm -hmm. was amazing like there's the the shot in one of the fights it's towards the end of the movie somebody pulls a gun it's like a little like mac 10 kind of thing a little uh, little smg so he shrinks and grabs like the top of the slide and like pulls himself <laughs> up and then runs across. It's like, that's so slick. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then and it punches and then grows and then jumps across and grabs the dude's necktie and then grows a- around on the other side of him so that he flips him over. Like those yeah. moves are incredible. And you're right. Like just the, the, the sheer planning to go into the shooting of all that so that it makes sense.
1: I, I couldn't <laughs> do it. I, I could, <clears throat> I may be able to work on the crew that did that, but as like the stunt coordinator and the director having to sit down and go, so this is what the scene's gonna be. This is how we want to do that shot. I don't know how you do that.
0: I don't either. So, <laughs> I, I, so uh, you brought up the uh, uh, director. I guess the elephant in the room to talk about is the fact that for the longest time Edgar Wright was attached to this to direct like, and by the longest time, I mean be. I think they were talking about making this or he was attached to this movie before Iron Man. So he was attached for like a good seven years. Was it before they, they decided to go in a different direction. And then he, he left and, and Peyton Reed came on. Okay. So Peyton Reed, other things that he directed are episodes of Upright Citizens Brigade, uh, the Bring It On movie, uh, Mr. Show with Bob and David, The Weird Owl Show, um, Honeymooners Anniversary Special, The Goodwin Games, New Girl. Uh, yeah, so I mean, obviously not an action director, very much no. more a... Uh, Procedural uh, comedy? Yeah, a comedy, comedy director, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, New Girl or not New Girl, Big uh, Bring It On. That's
1: A you know, fantastic movie. Oh
0: yeah, I'm not knocking that movie. It's just that's definitely not the same as this. And but then
1: again, maybe it is kind of the same, right? It's you heard it here first. Mitch hates Bring It On, and all cheerleaders roast him.
0: <laughs> that's right. Come at me. <laughs> bring all your cheerleading squad with you.
1: <laughs> Hell hath no fury. <laughs> 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 so real quick, uh, I, yeah, real quick jump, jump into the chat here um <clears throat> Malfoy has some some things uh I think this goes to show their confidence in the set design and stunt department that they can focus on getting actors that are good enough for the character like for the character moments talking yeah. about bringing in all the not actiony actors to play actiony roles yeah um Another one right after that would be uh, also if they added the cat, if they added the stunt, like stunt choreography category to the Oscars, it would be a fight every year between Marvel and Tom Cruise. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Just Marvel and Tom Cruise. I mean, that's the fight. Marvel, Tom Cruise, who get it this year? (laughs) Unfortunately, I mean,
0: it, it is very much a limited category. If it were to become one in the, in, in in, the Oscars, that's the word, but there's no reason not to include them. Like, you know, it's always going to be some type of biopic that comes up as best picture, right? So why not uh, an action movie that gets to be showcased in the best stunt team, stunt choreography?
1: Because at that point, if we have that category, I think, Malfoy, I think you're right on. Uh, it'd be between Marvel whatever Tom, whichever mission, whichever mission impossible just came out. And, uh, if there is a new fast and furious or star Wars, or, uh, star Wars could be in there. And, um, like whatever this year's like driver or baby driver. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, cause those, the, the stunt driving specifically in baby driver is ridiculous.
0: Yo, yeah, no, Yo, that, you know the, what I mean? Like, driving in that is is insane insanely good
1: yeah so i think it comes down to like i think you have your your three contenders which is marvel tom cruise and whatever like actiony car movie is out this year
0: so this movie i think is interesting in the fact that we get so many new characters and so many that we hadn't seen already in the mcu right
1: I don't think there's a single like recycled character aside from Falcon and, and Thunderbolt Ross. Uh, did we see Thunderbolt Ross? I thought we did. Isn't that the guy in shield at the very beginning when Hank Pym punches the other guy?
0: Okay. It was the other guy. Yeah. So I think you're right. Yeah, he is there. Uh, but there's Peggy Cartier also in that room. So that's the other character,
1: but yeah, wow. I, didn't even notice because this time around i was like is that is that thunderbolt ross <laughs> <laughs> it's funny
0: that you miss carter but i miss thunderbolt ross <laughs> <laughs> Right.
1: Uh, That's my, good for this show together <laughs> <laughs> but
0: yeah so i mean we get we get scott we get hank we get uh hope we get um darren cross which i want to go on the record is i actually like him as a as a villain but he is so st- stereotypical like average villain i just think i just like that actor a lot so i ended up liking the the character a lot um <laughs> you get Luis, you get uh oh what are the other guys kurt and dave and uh is that everybody oh mac you get you get the lang family cassie and maggie and uh and Paxton. yeah, Bobby carp Cavanali, connavale
1: um, so yeah, it's nothing, nothing but new characters in this one, like anybody that anybody that matters in this movie is brand new, hmm also uh pin in this real quick, uh, Andy just jumped in chat, oh no, to make his opinions known. Um he says Tom Cruise could have played Ant-Man.
0: <laughs> we know. We know, Andy. We know Tom Cruise would have played Ant-Man. And we well, let me guess, he will also win the best stunt fighter o- Oscar every year too.
1: Yeah. So we 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 could cycle back around to that cuz that's our section at the end of the show of who who would Tom Cruise have been in this movie. This is true. Actually, movie, yeah, we'll, we'll swing back around to it. I I wanted to acknowledge that while andy was in chat just in case he has to leave <laughs> um, anyway i'm very sorry um anybody that was anybody in this movie was was new
0: yeah so but the unfortunate thing is they pull the comic book movie terrible trope at the end right what they do don't to their-
1: kill your villains they did it. don't they do will- it
0: <laughs> i mean he gets crushed so, to speak, kind of like how the building did the part the PIM industries building, um, in a way that is it possible that he doesn't die, he just kind of no.
1: shrinks,
0: like, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. hey,
1: just <laughs> say, I hate to be that guy because I feel like I was just really rude, but like, <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: That's fair. No, you're 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 right. Like it's it's more than likely not that he he survives that, and so Darren Cross like, won't be making it back as Yellow Jacket. However, the Yellow Jacket persona could make it back. it back. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I would be completely fine if they wanted to slap somebody else in the Yellow Jacket suit.
0: Yeah, yeah. I would be
1: Yellow- completely okay with that
0: because Yellow Jacket was another persona of Hank Pym in the comic books. Like after he was. A uh, giant man. He became Ant-Man. After he was Ant-Man, he became Yellow Jacket. After he was Yellow Jacket, he went back to Ant-Man. Then after Ant-Man, he went and took on the name of Wasp. After Janet supposedly died.
1: Okay, hold on, <coughs> Hank, 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 my guy. I'm talking to you right now. Okay, I get it. You you want to be everywhere. You want to do everything. Nobody can be better than you because you're science. You are you are the science around here. But pick a name, dude.
0: I mean, that's kind of, <laughs> and I and I, I feel like in the more recent history of comic books, they've played that up with him. Is that the reason why he kept switching names so much? Is because he never felt like he was noticed amongst because his first appearance, him and Wasp's first appearance as being is Avengers number one, right? So hmm. he's on a team with the Hulk, Iron Man, Thor. And, you know, Wasp is also there, but she's the only female on the team, so she's known as the female on the team. She's the lady. And then uh, Captain America comes along, and well, now Captain America definitely overshadows you. So what what is it that you bring to the team? You, and he has no identity, so he keeps changing it up. And, you know, eventually, uh, Hank Pym in the comic books does one of the most unthinkable things, and he hits Janet. Like, it, he hits her. And you know, he kind of goes down from there. Like, he... he He breaks. He has a mental break. He becomes. He gets the yellow jacket eye persona, and uh, eventually works his way back. But things keep happening to him. Like I think the most recent comic book I read, and it could be changed by now. He is merged with Ultron. Like him and Ultron are the same person, and uh, it's it's an interesting thing, kind of. Like they're always all over the place to figure out where you can make Hank Pym more interesting. And I think you just be Mister Science is the thing, but how can you be just be mr science when reed richards still exists you know in in your world
1: you can't be mr science when you inhabit a room regularly with four people that are on par if not smarter than you (laughs) that's fair you got reed richards you got tony stark you've got peter parker you've got (laughs) bruce banner (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i mean I, don't know
0: if I put peter parker on the same level as him but i i get what you're saying
1: like um i'm like mcu peter parker i would put give him a couple of years and i'd put him on par with current hank pym that we have just because of the <laughs> sheer like because hank pym grew like he spent his whole career looking for the like the microverse right the and quantum he, the quantum realm that's what it is and he's not even the guy who finds it
0: I mean he knows it's down there he just has no idea how to get there and back like
1: he's not even the guy who does it it's true he's earlier in the movie he stops the dude who does it from doing it (laughs) he's just he was scared he he didn't want to like like there's the whole thing of like hey you know this regulator I think it's a little don't touch the regulator it's I made science on that regulator (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. and he's like all right fine i won't touch the regular what's he have to do to fix it fix the regulator
0: I mean, he just he, he disables it and then throws a, one of the discs into it like he's like all yeah. right well it makes me grow he, so i'll grow
1: he throws the i'm big now disc in it and he's like whoop, 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 and suddenly he's back like <laughs> not that it's it's that simple so, Mr. Science, yay science! <laughs> <laughs> and talking about Hank in the comics, anybody who willingly builds comic book Ultron, I'm gonna <laughs> have a problem with.
0: I mean, the idea is artificial intelligence to help, right? But it never works out that way <laughs> because yeah, one artificial- the one. What's the first thing that artificial intelligence does? It goes and reads all of human history, and then it's like, well, fuck humans because they're terrible, and thus we do it to ourselves.
1: And, not only are you trying to build artificial intelligence to help people, you're building artificial intelligence off of Hank Pym's brainwaves. This is true.
0: I mean, he he didn't have anybody else's brainwaves to use, so...
1: Pick up a phone!
0: (laughs) (coughs) (laughs) <laughs> Captain America. He's got good brainwaves.
1: That's what I'm saying. Pick up a phone. Hey, Steve, can I borrow your brain real quick? All <laughs> right, cool, man. Or you know what? If you want something that's going to be aggressively protective of Earth, hey, Wolverine, <laughs> let me get your brain one time.
0: You get Bender.
1: <laughs> yeah, but then you also, pro- like, you convince it that Earth is Gene Gray. And now, congratulations, nobody gets to touch Earth ever again. I fixed your Ultron problem. <laughs> okay.
0: All right. Bye. You got me.
1: <laughs> you, Stay you, tuned for two weeks from now when we do our first podcast, There I Fixed It, comic book edition. <laughs> 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 this thing- Ian takes the piss out of everything. I'll do it by myself. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, do you remember going to the theater for the first time for this one?
1: Uh, yeah. It was. Uh, I remember going to the theater. I think. I, yeah, I I saw it with my wife. Okay, and we had a good time. It was. Uh, it was a date night. We went and saw a movie, and it was a good Marvel movie because it wasn't like too superhero-y, but it wasn't like. Not superhero y. So it hit this like perfect medium. Yeah. And I've heard a lot of people
0: describe it as it was a great palate cleanser for after Age of Ultron, which is huge. You know, it's Ultron, a big piece of the earth was floating in the sky. It was coming down, it was probably going to kill everybody kind of thing. This was, like you said, a half a heist movie, kind of corporate espionage kind of movie. Like it was very small scale, but very much entrenched in these characters like was it Hank Pym says uh uh don't do it for you do it for her kind of thing you have to do it for her like it's save save her world kind of thing and it's 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 a great one because the the reflections are there between Hank and Hope and what could happen to Scott and Cassie like
1: yeah yeah so and it's it's beautifully small scale without being tiny. Right, and not feeling um,
0: significant in the MCU.
1: Yeah, because there's the line um, where Paul Rudd goes, all right, this sounds like a job for the others. Yeah. And Hank Pym is like, oh, because they'll probably just crash a building into the ground about it. <laughs> par- paraphrase, but it's along those lines of like, they're off dropping buildings out of the sky or something like that. Well, I they're mean, cities that's the-
0: no yeah and this is it's also a great thing because like that's what you always wonder about in these solo movies right it's like well Iron Man is taking on all of fucking uh, Mandarin and his people right now why doesn't he call up Cap and be like hey come help me out well in this movie Hank already has had dealings with uh, older Stark Um, I can't remember what Tony's dad's name is Howard Stark Howard thank you He's already had dealings with Howard Stark, so he's not going to trust Tony Stark. And he even tells him, he's like, I've gone half my life trying to keep my my formula out of the hands of a Stark. You want me to give it over to the Avengers? Fuck that. Like, it makes sense.
1: Can, can you imagine realist just tiny ass Iron Man?
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah. Or even that would, tiny ass Iron Man. Like, it'd be ugh, an interesting... Terrifying. <laughs> What if you gave the the pim particles to the Hulkbuster Iron Man? Like, jeez.
1: <laughs> not I thought you were going with that. I thought you were going to say what happens if we hit the Hulk with pim particles.
0: I mean, we <laughs> don't want nobody wants that. Like he's going to just pick up the earth and throw it. Like it's not a good idea.
1: <laughs> no, but you you don't you don't grow him. You make him really teeny tiny so he's still just as strong, but he's oh! crazy tiny so now he's like punching holes through people. Because oh, goodness because that, there's yeah. no like area to his fists anymore. Oh no, that's that's scary. <laughs> if Oh man. Okay, so when when we see the suit work the first time, Scott shrinks and falls out of the tub and smacks the ground in the and the tile cracks, right? Right. That's from being like normal weight. Right. The Hulk is massive and dense, and dense already. Yeah, he's <laughs> super
0: dense already. That's why he. That's why bullets bounce off of him.
1: Would this be like giving the Hulk pim particles? Would this create a singularity? Yeah, it'd,
0: it'd be black ma- black matter. Like it would, or dark matter. It it's just like that it is. would suck right into. Yeah, we couldn't Literally. do this. It would be bad.
1: <laughs> it would suck in both ways. <laughs> Yes <laughs> it would be yeah. awful, and everything would get sucked into him <laughs> uh, i'm sorry i'm I'm so deraially this evening i'm sorry <laughs> it's okay so uh
0: let's talk about the the transformation though like the idea that Darren Cross can't figure out how like he's found the formula to uh shrink essentially, but he can't perfect it. And he also hasn't figured out that you have to surround the organic material so that it doesn't um, disintegrate or uh, what's the what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, blue. Get goopy. Yep. That's what I was looking for. Get goopy. <laughs> so he hasn't figured that out yet. And like the suit does that for for Hank. Like the idea is that and that's why it the, the suit doesn't work until the helmet comes down. So it's a fail safe, right? Um, do you think that that's it was a good explanation because like non-organic material like the tank or Thomas the tank engine, you know, all those things shrink no problem without exploding. Wait, the ant grows though. Is that because uh, their their outer shell? They have the exoskeleton?
1: If I say yes, will you believe I'm a scientist? Yes. Okay, then yes.
0: Okay. Thank you, scientist Ian. <laughs> Anytime.
1: <laughs> Honestly, I have no idea of like that's. So we can go ahead and put that up on the uh, the plot hole board. Okay. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm sure many people have attacked it. Or maybe it's because he didn't shrink it. Maybe if you just grew
1: grow organic material, it's fine. I mean, I see no problem with this logic. Sure, why not? Shrink- <laughs> shrinking involves everything shrinking, so your cells are going to be like, "What do we do?" <laughs> but growing, growing just means growing all of it. your growing just means all your cells get to go, yeah, <laughs> and stretch out. Just <laughs> adding more
0: space between the molecules.
1: Yeah, it's like when your dogs are on the bed and you can't get <laughs> comfortable, so you kick your dogs off, and then suddenly you can stretch out, and it's the best stretch of your life.
0: But then when you add more dogs onto the bed, and then you just turn into goop?
1: Yeah. <laughs> you, you, have, you have to become liquid to adjust to all the dogs.
0: <laughs> Perfect explanation. Thank you, scientist Ian.
1: Anytime. <laughs>
0: uh, okay, so... Uh did you did you have any problems tracking that like when it was that you could he could become big or come small and and whether why it wasn't working for Darren
1: Um I never thought about it that way. I never actually put together the whole like you have to enclose it, like you have to uh-huh. to separate it from everything else. Uh-huh. Um I always thought that it was that he just couldn't get it right cuz sure he's smart but he kind of dumb.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, Everybody, no one could get it right other than Hank for 40 years, so it yeah, makes sense. 40 50. And then
1: years. there was the whole thing about like pin particles alter your brain chemistry. So, as he failed, he just got more obsessed with it because pin particle radiation?
0: Yeah, that's what I'm guessing, like the more he just kept testing it, even though it wasn't testing it on him, it was it was it was driving him slowly insane. Um, which I want to say after watching this movie, like I totally think that. Oh, wait, I'm gonna just go look up the, the, the actor's name real fast. Play Darren Cross. Uh, Corey Stahl would make a great Lex Luthor.
1: Oh, for real? Like, hi, let's talk about that.
0: <laughs> Since he's not gonna be in any more MCU movies, obviously. Yeah. Get... Like this was essentially that's what Darren Cross was. He was a scientist, you know, tech businessman that went crazy and or has you know, mega maniacal like tendencies. And what describe Lex Luthor?
1: And I mean, we can we can get Jesse Eisenberg out of there (laughs) and just put this guy in.
0: Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. just Just, all for this.
1: (laughs) Because I'll say it. I, I will go on record saying any role that Jesse Eisenberg plays would be better suited for Michael Zara anyway. (laughs) I mean, I don't know if I could, could
0: you see Michael Zara playing Mark Zuckerberg?
1: Yeah. Just, Hey, I, uh, I fixed your thing.
0: (laughs) Was that a hoodie?
1: Yeah, just hoodie. Hoodie.
0: (laughs) Uh, okay. Um, (laughs) I think I think that was the biggest like issue for me. I'm not saying that I couldn't follow it, I just think that was the weirdest idea of like where it is when when the, the, the thing works and when the thing doesn't work.
1: Yeah, it I think that might have been worth just like a small like toss line. Uh-huh. Like during the training montage. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, all right, you gotta be able to grow and shrank on a dime on on a really tiny dime <laughs> you ha- you have to it has to be seamless also make sure the helmet's down otherwise it's not going to work
0: <laughs> otherwise you turn into goo
1: yeah do, do you want to get goopy no you <laughs> don't
0: <laughs> um now we know <laughs> with we know with hope hope uh gets to be wasp at the end of this movie the mid-credit scene is her getting her own suit Uh, about to work on it with her father we get the ant-man and the wasp movie in the the second as the sequel and she is even even at even in this movie she she could have been better at being ant-man than scott lang was and he they they make that scene they make that known the only reason why she doesn't do it or doesn't get to is because she listens to her father and her father says no because as scott puts it he doesn't want to lose you like i'm expendable you're his daughter like he's afraid of losing you. Like he lost his wife.
1: Yes. So, and that makes total sense from Hank at this point where it's like, no, 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 no. The last woman in my life to put this suit on never came back.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, we're not doing that again. (laughs) Uh, but in the second Ant-Man movie, Ant-Man and the Wasp, you know, she's, she's full on doing it. She's this, she's a superhero. Uh, We'll talk about that movie when we get there. However, I think... Is it possible in Phase 4, Phase 5, whatever the third sequel to Ant-Man, or second sequel to Ant-Man is, it's just called Wasp? Like, as we went Ant-Man, Ant-Man and the Wasp, and then just Wasp. And, like, Ant-Man is the second fiddle to Wasp in that movie.
1: I'd be here for that.
0: Yeah. Like, I, I, I can see that.
1: Yeah, I I would actually like that a lot. Because to be completely honest before the ant-man movies came out i really didn't pay attention to anything like that and i was kind of hard pressed to have any sort of knowledge of anything about the wasp other than okay. the fact that she hangs out with ant-man <laughs> right it's like no they're 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 the duo like that, that's that's right. the duo there i had no idea and Ant Man is still a character that I really don't care about when it comes to comics, so I'm not <laughs> I'm not going to go seek that out. So if you give me something in the MCU, a setting that I already care about, the characters that you've set up, I'll watch the hell out of that. Yeah,
0: I, I'm I'm all for that. Like, and it's interesting because you know this movie is Ant Man and it's Scott Lang. Like our original Ant Man is Hank Pym. in In the comic books, uh, Ant Man and the Wasp are Hank Pym and Janet. Uh, Van Dyne. This movie, are Han- Ant Man and the Wasp, or Scott Lang and Hope Van Dyne, like the 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 younger crowd. Um, it's. I'm guessing you know it's the idea is that Scott Lang is a little bit more freeing than Hank Pym. Hank Pym is the you know comes from being a staunchy scientist kind of thing. Scott Lang was a was a burglar. He was a thief. He happened to steal the Ant-Man suit one day. and he was like, well, I can use this to steal more things kind of thing. But uh, in this, he's more of a, a do-gooder. Like, even, it's like, oh, he's a whistleblower. And when they fired him for blowing the whistle, he stole all their money and gave it to the people that they stole money from in the first place. But he still went to jail for it because he put someone's car in the, in the pool.
1: Merca. <laughs> so, even though he was in jail at the beginning of the movie he's still a good guy yeah, yeah. and that like i completely believe that he did a cool crime for a great reason yeah <laughs> and, and i mean if I was time, on that, if i was on that jury i would have not i would have voted not guilty i mean the thing is
0: that he still committed a crime so he's he is guilty of it but he did it for the right reasons it's so yeah it,
1: and i, I would so have weird. said I would have said, nah, he did it for the right reasons. Not guilty. Time served. (laughs) I would have, I would have said, fine, he's guilty, but I'm voting. I'm voting to commute his sentence right now. Don't even worry about it, judge. I got you.
0: (laughs) I don't think that's how the American
1: criminal, but I'd be like, listen here, judge, he's got a daughter at home and he's going to miss how many years of, of life with that daughter. It was a nonviolent offense. Nobody got hurt. (laughs) A car ended up in a pool. (laughs) Save a lot of people even after he got retaliated for like blowing the whistle. Are you really gonna be this guy right now? I will blow your ass up on Twitter right now, Judge. Let's go.
0: I'm glad you finished the Twitter part. Like, (laughs) it's like you just committed another crime, you're gonna blow up on
1: not on Twitter, just like uh, this judge is out here trying to do shady things for shady people who do shady things. Get him. (laughs) and all three people who read my tweets would be like that sucks i would heart it
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay so uh then we go on with the the three ex-cons the the guys that you know we 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 love um kurt dave and and of course louise and everybody all the meme is that everybody wants louise to just recap everything that happens in the Marvel Cinematic Universe because be he here. has a great way of re- recapping things, right?
1: I'd be here. <laughs> All the way here. Put, throw the cosmic stuff in there, too, because like, how'd you find out about that? Oh, <laughs> I, know <a> <laughs> I know a guy. This little raccoon, bro. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I was at this art gallery and, you know, this little raccoon came up to me and he's like, yo, bro, you have a really hot <laughs> looking woman.
1: <laughs> that was a okay. bad impression. <laughs> I, I'm about it. I'm about it. Uh
0: but yeah, so where do you want to see these three in the future? Just in another Ant-Man movie, or do we want to see Luis in uh something else?
1: See, I want to see him in the next Spider-Man. Oh. But the hard part is uh, Spider-Man's in New York. They're in San Francisco. Yep. Uh, unless stark technology stuff gets really involved. I don't see Peter getting all the way across the country. I mean, Peter
0: got across. He went to DC in the first movie. He went to Italy or he went to Europe in the th- second movie. He could be traveling to Silicon Valley in the third movie.
1: Cause like, he's already kind of wanted for the murder of somebody as Spider-Man. That's true. Too. <laughs> so like, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't see him getting across the country Easily unless the movie is Spider Man the Road Trip um, <laughs> It has to be something with home in it. That's their that's the way they're doing. So away from home? Away from home could be good. Spider Man away from home. And the, the poster is an answering machine because he, he's into retro tech. Yep. So it would be an answering machine <laughs> that has uh the poster would be the answering machine that has the the release date on like where the messages are. Right. Yeah. There we go. You're I'm welcome. I like it. Marvel, you're you're welcome. (laughs) Pay me. (laughs) Money, please. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I'd love to see him show up in a Spider-Man movie just because the whole conversation of like, oh whoa, you know, you know Ant-Man? And him going all the way through the history. Oh yeah, I've known Scott for years. (laughs) <laughs> uh
0: what about dave and kurt like do we want to see more of their company that we see in the second movie like they it's dave kurt, and scott and and louise have a security company right
1: yeah uh okay here we go uh plot pitch here uh spider-man goes to san francisco and he needs to find some stuff to, to like rig up a safe spot boom Excon security right there we got you <laughs> And um, he's like, oh, so like, what are you like, 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 what's, what's the space, homie? Like, what are you trying to set up? <laughs> and he's like, way too excited about it. And he's like, oh, I just need to lay low for a little bit. Oh, man, I know about laying low. <laughs> and then he goes off on this big thing about like how he had to hide from the cops this one time. Just to get cut off by Scott to go, we don't have time for this. <laughs> <laughs> Ring it in, Luis. <laughs> exactly. Um, Malfoy says, because uh, we were talking about the, the home trope and all the Spider Man names, homesick homesick works yeah it's, i like that uh, with a, a featured track from the plain white tees do they have a song called homesick or something i or? believe i believe so okay i don't know I'm, music that Sorry. that joke kind of goes over my head too malfoy please explain please explain i can't talk please explain thank you <laughs>
0: uh the bad shield agent from the beginning of the movie that gets his face pounded by uh hank pam um, the martin donovan character i believe shows up later in Agents of Shield, as a okay. bad uh, agent of Hydra, obviously. Um, so that's, but I believe he dies there. So that's that's the end of that character. Uh, Cassie, Cassie is going to be another big character because after we, as we see in in-game, she's older, she's grown up. Is she going to end up becoming stature, which is what she becomes after her father dies in the comic books? She finds some pin particles and becomes stature of the young avengers
1: all right first off don't you ever put the concept of paul rudd dying in my head ever again i mean
0: <laughs> technically he died after infinity war or like or actually it's after ant-man and the wasp everybody thinks that he gets snapped away but he's actually caught in the quantum realm but no one yeah. knows that so his daughter had to grieve him like he he's his name is on that uh that memorial so
1: Okay, then let's make the the third in the Ant Man seat, like the Ant Man timeline. Uh huh. Let's make that Wasp and Stature.
0: I I'm for it. I think that's because, a great idea
1: because Scott's been gone. Yeah. So then suddenly he just pops on out of the quantum realm. He's like, uh, it's really dusty in there, <laughs> and they're like, what? And hijinks ensue because now. His daughter's wearing the suit, and he's like, "Ah, uh-uh, ain't no daughter of mine gonna be shrinking down." <laughs> and now you just have the cycle all over again. Yeah, it's it's. I, I like it, I, and I think
0: that there could be the possibility of a Young Avengers Disney Plus show coming our way yeah. eventually. Uh, you get you get uh, Kate Bishop, who's in the Hawkeye show already. We know that. We get stature. You get. Uh, who else Who else was, it supposed, it was supposed to be uh, Wanda's son or two sons um, it's supposed to be Hulkling which is not someone that's actually related to the Hulk he just took on the name Hulk because he's a shapeshifter scroll and then you also have Patriot which is the grandson of the original Captain America the black soldier that was that got the super soldier serum before steve rogers so where these characters the other characters come in i don't know but i'd I'd be all for it
1: so who who would the leader in like the the disney plus show who would the leader of the young avengers be uh
0: i think in the comic book it was a usually was a, a tie between kate bishop hawkeye and uh patriot eli bradley um, so I would say you're probably going to give it to Kate Bishop since sh- if she is going to be played by Haley Stanfield and she's getting the first um, show, the Hawkeye show, she's going to be on that. It make more. It make the most sense to me.
1: Okay, I'm here for that. And okay. because I mean, we could just Young Justice it and give it to like Aqualad. I mean, like, so the like the Aqualad Aqualadic- yeah like like because when i think I, i'm I'm jumping companies here i know that but like when i think leadership of a team i think somebody from the bat family or like like somebody like like that um, right so like tim drake damian wayne one of those two so who would Better, be
0: the equivalent in the young avengers you would say
1: yeah because, like, I feel like giving it to, to to Kate Bishop. Well, I guess giving it to Kate Bishop is kind of aquilating it. Like, you you wouldn't think about it, like from the outside looking in, unless you've read it. Yeah, I've only read like maybe two issues. Okay. Um. So yeah, never mind. I I stand correct. I, I proved my own point. Never mind.
0: <laughs> there you, you 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 worked around it. You came back and you figured it out, and we came to the same place. It's
1: okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just wasted like five minutes. <laughs>
0: you took the long division way it's fine you know you know the proof now the answer so it's okay I, I, I proved it
1: anybody <laughs> who says anything different send them my way I'll walk them through it
0: <laughs> uh so yeah I definitely think that in a future phase uh four or five maybe even six we could have a young Avengers show and or even a movie like I think it works better as a show but a movie would work too uh, so
1: I'm all for it so, uh, never mind. That's a question I have to say for another movie. <laughs> well, then the other question
0: that we have to ask is who should Tom Cruise play in this?
1: Who should Tom Cruise play in this movie? Darren Cross.
0: I mean, Darren Cross is the, the, the most appropriate answer, but I, w- I didn't, I should have went and looked it up, but like, I have to say Tom Cruise is probably about the same age as, as Michael Douglas, right? Like, could he have played Hank Pym?
1: Ooh, Honestly, Tom Cruise, Hank Pym wouldn't have been terrible. It wouldn't have been terrible. I mean, he's, it's going to be different for him because he doesn't usually play the old guy. But no, but then we would have had to have a scene where he fights somebody as like old guy Hank Pym. And yeah, we get to see so, him run. <laughs> yeah, like it. It would have had to have been something to prove that he's playing a character where he's like still got it. Yeah, like yeah. which wouldn't have been bad. Like during no. the heist itself, have him like punch somebody in the face like Luis was doing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Luis is very proud proud of that punch too. <laughs> I'm the
1: only one to knock him out.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Hank Pym has to throw a, f- a few punches in this movie as is. I could see it, you know, with Tom Cruise. Like, I, I mean, I could be completely off, but I pretty, sh- I'm pretty sure they're they're roughly the same age. Like, maybe, maybe a couple, maybe like five to seven years off. No,
1: maybe so does michael douglas look that old yeah i haven't like looked up a picture of current michael douglas like i wasn't sure if the beginning of the movie was just like cgi and good makeup or if it was like a little bit of makeup and they just made him look older for the rest of it like i wasn't sure where we where we landed on that
0: no, it's it's the it's the Marvel Disney industrial light magic's magic of making people look young again.
1: Even Malfoy just said he doesn't look young.
0: No, he, he doesn't look <laughs> at all. Like even when, when he had the was it throat cancer uh not oh, too long ago, like he it aged him a lot more too. Like which cancer oh, will do because it
1: takes a lot yeah. out of you. It's it's rough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I honestly I think the I don't think he could have been Scott. Scott had to be Paul Rudd. Scott had to be somebody like well, instantly lovable.
0: You know, and Edgar Wright, when he was when he was making the movie, the big rumor, if it if it wasn't something that was true, was that Scott Lang was gonna be uh Simon Pegg.
1: I also would have been here for that because he was just <laughs> a love he was just a lovable man. He is. He very much
0: is. Could you imagine Simon Pegg getting into like the shape that Paul Rudd ended up getting into? Like
1: oik, he'd be oik. the scariest little British man. <laughs> I mean the scariest little Englishman. He's just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like oh, if you ever
0: if you ever read the th- the third Ant-Man, which was Eric O'Grady, like he looks just like Eric O'Grady, uh, which was pretty awesome. But like I could have, I could have, I could see him as Hank Pym, like if they were were gonna just make Hank Pym young, or yeah. I could see him as Scott Lang, like the way that they ended up doing. It. Like I think, I think it was is probably the story was making it more Hank Pym being the older like mentor kind of character and Scott Lang coming in because, like I said earlier, he's a little bit more interesting.
1: Yeah, man. Now I want this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: but yeah that could have been that could have been simon Pegg, and and there's a there's there's threads out there there's articles out there of what it is that's left in the movie that edgar wright wrote and there's what what it is that peyton reed wrote for this movie like certain things were, were around and changed and kept
1: so malfoy just asked in chat here he's like so that means nick frost would be like the luis role right I'm sure that's probably what it would either Louise or Dave or Kurt, or would Nick Frost have been the bad guy? would Nick Frost have been darren cross I, I, don't, I
0: don't picture him as Darren Cross. I don't see no. it
1: he has to like he he thrives in like the the sidekick roles like he can he can do his own thing he's proven it in like attack the block, yeah right um. But I feel like he he plays the best in the in in the sidekick role because he gets to be a little goofier. He doesn't have to take everything as seriously. He gets to really lean into that like slapstick humor that he likes. Yeah. Yeah. Um so I I would have been all the way for here for it if he <laughs> if he was the Luis role. Because then you just have some like then you just have some English dude explaining everything in the same kind of way, <laughs> but like a little cockney and a little bit tougher to follow because of the accent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. would
0: have been good. It would have been good. All right. So this movie for me falls at number 12 on the list of MCU movies. Uh, okay. Respectable. Yeah. yeah Respectable. It, it's, it, I mean, out of 23 movies, it's right there. Snack dab in the middle.
1: All right. You know, I'll put it somewhere right in there. I, I, I think I'd put it like 11 or 12.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I, I, I have a, a great, uh, Affection for this movie, like it's just it's it was it was the right movie I needed at the time, and every time I go back and rewatch it, it's still fun. Like there are mm-hmm. still there's great rewatchability in this movie. There are certain yes. there's other MCU movies that doesn't that don't have that rewatchability for for whatever reason. But Guardians this, Two. <laughs> well, when we get to
1: Guardians Two, we'll make that argument because I still <laughs> like, I like Guardians Two, but. <laughs> There's some hard there's gonna be some really hard debates on this on this definitive Marvel list. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Real hard debates.
1: It's gonna be like a three-part episode.
0: <laughs> I, I I feel you on that. I feel you on that. Uh all right, Ian, where can uh people find you online?
1: Hey, hi, hello. My name is Ian. As you've been listening to me for the last hour talking and making weird just nonsense jokes, you can find me at twitch.tv slash ian flux every wednesday we record this live if you're in chat right now all one of you you can you already know where to find us thank you for being here if you want to be in on the fun then come through on wednesdays at 5 30 p.m pacific standard time and you can find me on uh twitter that's the word i was looking for uh at ian flux 12 i a n f l u x one two
0: and uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at gem G-E-M. G-E-M stands for Geek Elite Media. Uh, if you want to find the rest of Geek Elite Media, it's at Geek Elite Media on Twitter, at Geek Elite Media on Instagram, and facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Media is our Facebook page. Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on our network, on our website, geekyleetmedia.com. Check out our Patreon. There's things there. We hey. are we're making an effort. So uh, go check it out. Also, please rate and review us on whatever podcatcher you use so to help spread the word of our network and all the things that we do. But until next time, this is Journey into Mystery on the Geekly Media Network saying always remember to Geek
1: Out. out.
0: This concludes our broadcast.